What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Turnbuckle Podcast. I am your host, Sage. And right here with me, I have the wonderful... Jade. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Um, We got a lot to talk about today, so let's get right into it. Um, So much drama and tension going on, first and foremost... Um, we know that the bloodline's been struggling. We know what we saw this past SmackDown. Let's talk about it. So Jay has to decide what's his loyalty going to be to his brother Jimmy, or is he acknowledging Roman Reigns as the one and only tribal chief? Um, so a lot of mix happened. We did. We did. SmackDown, we clearly can see that Solo Sokoa is acknowledging his tribal chief. He is. And, and he he also posted a picture, you know, on Instagram where he, um, it was a picture of the bloodline when they were with Sammy. And then he had X's over Sammy's face. He had an X over Jimmy's face. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he did not have that X over Jay's face, which yeah. means there's some hope there. I mean, right now it seems like they have Jay in the uh, Valley of Decision, right? So Jimmy's staying loyal to him. Um, you know, he came in and helped out. But let's talk about the proposal that um, Mr. Paul Heyman gave to Jay Uso. Mm, becoming the next tribal chief. Yeah. Well, I mean, what was that all about? I don't, you know, I feel like it could go either one of two ways. It's either Paul Heyman just blowing sunshine up Jay's ass to kind of get him back into the bloodline, get him away from his brother. Mm-hmm. Or um, it could just be really that they really do want to go forward with this. But let's think about it. Roman's not going to like end his career right now as tribal chief. So no. is this really just for show i think they're trying to groom him and when they say groom him i think they're really trying to um make him something that he's not try to change him talk about jay yeah Yeah. so where like he becomes almost like a follower yeah i think i think that's what it is i don't know i I mean they definitely have everything get around trying to get jay not to follow jimmy's footsteps or something and I think he's playing. He's he's the key player right now with the bloodline. He wants to see the bloodline reunite, and he wants to see, you know, things back to the way they were. Which I would I would assume that's what they would want. You know, what the tribal chief would want. But yeah. um, clearly, uh, there's some different plans up ahead. And just that that whole I thought it was a little suspect that you know, um, Paul Heyman came out with that offer. You know, like hey. As a matter of fact, we're trying to give you the U.S. heavyweight title to groom you for, you know, becoming tribal chief and all sorts of stuff. And I thought that was like a little weird coming from Paul Heyman and saying that it was from Roman. Right. Um, but I also see Jay Uso as not somebody that's very naive. Right. And I think he kind of has something up his sleeve too. And, you know, they're leaving it open for us to to, to just come up with our own opinions and possibilities that um it might come to but you know ultimately you know i always had this 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 me personally this little vision of jay uso becoming the next champion or being the one to be thrown or i said that it would actually be someone within the bloodline to do right so. right because i can't see any other superstar right now that can uh you know Deep step up to the play and dethrone roman at this point yeah, well, what about when Jay told Paul Heyman, like, um, if I'm in the bloodline, you're out the bloodline. That was hilarious. And that was very, um, I don't know, there was a lot of in-betweens there. Yeah. So um, I, I think it's, Jay's definitely given us, though, the understanding that he kind of suspects what's happening as well. Right. It's not just like uh, just walking into it blindly. So it'll be interesting to see. I think they're doing a great job with the script. They are. And I think this this is definitely something that's going to, hopefully, whatever decision that they decide to make, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one that satisfies all the hype that they put behind it, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, and I guess, hopefully, this Friday, you know, he makes a decision because they have been dragging it out. 
Um, and we did see last Friday that Jay basically walked out by himself. He didn't walk out with Jimmy. He didn't leave with Paul and Solo. So I guess we'll just have to see what happens. We will. We will have to see what happens with that. Indeed. Um, speaking of champs, because we did mention the bloodline and, you know, Roman. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, Seth. Seth Rollins. Let's bring it to Seth really quick. Okay. So, Seth, first of all, I think he's been doing a great job ever since he's became champion at making an appearance, making sure he defends his title. Mm -hmm. He's doing great with the storylines. Um, he seems to have this back and forth with the Judgment Day, who okay. seems to be running raw these past couple of weeks. Everywhere you look, it's like the Judgment Day, Judgment Day. Mm -hmm. It's like... Um, is it really Monday Night Rollins or is it really the Judgment Day show? Yeah. So he took to um to say not too long ago that he would like to defend his title against all members of Judgment Day, including your girl, Rhea yeah, Ripley. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, but, you know, Seth never uh, shies away from any um, challenges. challenges or any contests. So it's just like him to be doing that. I, I think it's going to be an ongoing thing for the Judgment Day faction. Seth Rollins, I don't know, he's a little outnumbered. Does Seth go into starting a faction? What's going to happen with that? Because, you know, it's kind of one thing he's saying he wants to defend it against all of them. So that means that kind of gives us a little hint, I think, of like him possibly creating that faction. That to um kind of possibly because he know, he would defend his title so that would insinuate the one-on-one -on -one. but like i don't think it's a far fetch thing? that you know i mean tonight on monday night raw we did see that becky was talking to the tag, tag champs yes and we also saw finn baylor and seth rollins have a conversation we did we did where seth rollins kind of like See, so I could relate to Seth Rollins because I do what he kind of does. When you're trying to light that that match under somebody's ass, you kind of like hit them with a little sarcastic insult mm -hmm. to like drive them to that point where you you kind of like light the fire under them. So I think that's what he's trying to do to Finn because honestly, Finn was very dominant years ago and he has kind of fallen off. He has kind of taken that back seat to the prior Finn that he was. Yeah. So if Seth could really get him to that point, to his like highest potential that he was before, it'll be a really good match at Money in the Bank. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I think that Seth Rollins always, one thing I like about him is that he, Anybody he's going to compete against, he, he wants to, to beat the best, mm -hmm. you know, and that's a, that's a mark of a good champion. You know, he wants to make sure that that person is, you know, giving their best so that when he gets that victory, you know, it's it's one well-deserved and earned. As uh, AJ Styles had mentioned that he he earned it. He, he did. earned it, right? So he he noted, he uh, mentioned Finn Balor, you know, um, being somebody different seven years ago. And... He said, are you going to bring that guy? Because that guy might have a chance. But who you are now, not so much. Right. You know, and like you said, a little sarcasm, a little fire, you know, under the butt to get him going and sparked up. Just so, you know, he comes out there. And I think Seth Rollins enjoys the challenges. You know, I think it makes him, it keeps him. Uh, it makes him better. Better. And as he said, he grew, he changed, he adapts. And I see him as, you know, he he's kind of like. I won't, I'm not going to say mentor, but he kind of like is, is a motivator to like, yeah, come in and give me your best. I think that's a little shot too at Roman Reigns too, in a sense. Yeah, I think <laughs> so. He's been taking um, shots at him. Like, let me show you how to do this kind of thing, <laughs> you know? Like, um... But I mean, he said it in that interview, like mm -hmm. he loves Roman, but he doesn't like Roman. And um, I think a lot of people in the industry feel that way about him and you know obviously they interviewed roman and he was just basically like that's not his problem he doesn't care like he's basically doing what any of them would have done and they would have taken the deal that he has which he's not lying who wants to go to work all the time right so if right. you're given an opportunity to actually like mm -hmm. you know come in less work part-time and you're still the champ why not i would take that yeah absolutely and you know it, it worked out you know, really well for Roman Reigns at the time because if you think about, um, you know, when he um, defeated longtime rival Brock Lesnar, mm -hmm. right? And 
he gets the universal title. So finally, the beast is um, dethroned. He gets the title. At the same time, you had a couple people that was out. You know, Randy Orton was going through his thing. Cody Rhodes, you know, Big E, all these guys, all the big names that could have carried right. the championships. Even um, McIntyre. Right. Um, at the time during the pandemic. So he comes in at a great time, gets the universal title. You get a great deal. You get a great offer. Right. And there's nobody stepping to the plate at this point in time. And you don't have to come to work. Why not? Why wouldn't you take that deal? I would. The face of the, the business. And you know what? He's on the top of his game. He is. And he's bringing in most of the money, if not all of the money, to WWE right now. Raise yeah. the high. bringing it in. So kudos to him. And why wouldn't you take that deal? Any, like you said, anybody would have took that deal. And when you're on the top, sometimes it's really lonely. Right, people. Everybody wants to be on that stage, so it's 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 only gonna go but so far where you're gonna have people there rooting for you for the whole time because everyone wants to do it for you, right? You know, no, it makes sense. It's gonna be interesting. So, um, let's bring it to really really quick. Um, the qualifying matches that we have been seeing lately for Money in the Bank. Yes. I don't know where they're going with this one. Well, it's, first it's of a... all, we know now that it's Escobar. We know it's Damian Priest. Um, we know Butch is in there from the Brawling Brute. Mm-hmm. Um, Shinsuke. Shinsuke. And Ricochet. And Ricochet. I mean, it's going to be... Oh, and LA Knight. How could we forget uh, LA Knight, right? Yeah, I forget <laughs> that guy. Yeah. So, of course, what I think, right... If mm-hmm. I'm the WWE, what am I thinking? I'm going to try to push for LA Knight, right? So maybe LA Knight will be the one to win Money in the Bank. Who's I personally that? want Damian Priest to win. Yeah? Um, Yeah. I think he would do good. I think he's Damian the only Priest. one who really fits the champion, like at least world heavyweight or undisputed champion. Um, yeah, I definitely see that. Yeah. Out of, out of, and, and you know it's crazy because... Yeah, when you're looking at all the contenders, it's interesting. I just don't see don't those see. qualities in them. Yeah. Or it's not their division. You know, like Ricochet. Right. I can't see him as a world heavyweight champion. No. no. So his own, yeah. that's why I feel that WWE, especially since reports have been reporting that they're pushing for LA Knight, it's either going to be LA Knight, but me personally, my personal pick would be Damian Priest. Mm-hmm. What's yours? Well, I, I would agree. Damian Priest would be the person by default that gets it. Like, I mean, I think he's a phenomenal athlete too. But like, yeah, just when we're talking about the all the aesthetics of it, like looking at somebody's going to be the world champion, uh, somebody that's possibly can fight on that high level, and you know, bring that um, sense of competition each night. I think he's he's one that's more suitable for it. Yeah. On that level. And against the guys that he will be fighting and competing against for that championship. And he's his matches have been pretty good lately. I, I really enjoy yeah, watching them. It was a great fight. Absolutely. Um, him and Bad Bunny had a great fight yeah, at yeah. WrestleMania. So I think he's shown improving himself. I mean, Judgment Day as a whole has been doing their thing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So um, I think, yeah, he makes a great candy. And it's going to be interesting to see uh, how creative is going to play this one out. Yep. Absolutely. You know, and um girls the women's i was just about to say the women's uh qualifying matches um we saw this past week that uh bailey defeated me chin mm-hmm. um and we also saw eo sky defeated shotzi yeah courtesy of bailey of course sure, of course um this is going to be pretty interesting because they can kind of use this to their advantage during money in the bank where they can team up against the other girls but then it all boils down to who climbs that ladder right i think it's gonna backfire on them because mm-hmm. it seems like you know bailey definitely wants this win mm-hmm. and you know we, we've seen her in the past she's she's a user yeah so i think i think she's gonna use it for her advantage and then it might just all crumble if they both succeed at their little, you know, tag team plan for the, you know. I recently put up the poll asking our um, followers on Instagram, 
who did they think was going to win the money in the bank for the women's? And I had 50% say um, someone from damage control, Ooh, which okay. is Interesting. crazy. Interesting. I know. Not the man? Not the man. <laughs> I think I was the only one really rooting for the man. All right. It's like, wow. Interesting. Really? Mm-mm-mm. So I'm like, huh. Okay. You got to find out what's, what the reason is behind that. That's what I want to know. Is it simply because they got two uh, contenders? They think they uh, probably, but the other 50% voted uh, Zoe Stark. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. The new... You know, she's she's coming in strong, yeah. and she's in the limelight. They, they seem to be, you know, they like her. She's likable, and they're throwing her right up in the front line. You know, we saw her this evening. With the big well. names. They got her with Trish. They got her with Becky. Right. Right off the bat. So she's well-liked Um, coming from the NXT. So I guess it's going to be interesting how they're going to play that. But she's definitely in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, But I wouldn't count Becky out. Nope. Um, She's still... That's her career highlight that she's missing. She's, she is missing that. And I think she's still going to be um ready to go. And she's still going to be a force to reckon with. Yep. So... I think so. But they did a good job mixing it in. And we, we just you know, really can't pinpoint for sure who's going to come out on top yeah but uh my choice is becky on this one yeah good on same page on this one for men's and women's okay finally hey listen finally listen listen we gotta stick to the statistics and the facts you know? yeah, 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 like, yeah you know yeah yeah uh, but uh um other news if we're looking at um what's coming up um oscar and uh Rhea Ripley got their new belts. They did, which um were very similar to the men's title for their brand. That's good for them though, you know, for the ladies division. I, I, Keeps it kind of uniform. It does. So that's like not it. bad. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um speaking of uh the women's champions, um Rhea Ripley sidebar is um the most followed woman on um TikTok. Interesting. Over two million follow followers. Very interesting. And as we can see, she's kind of getting bigger and bigger and bigger. As we saw tonight, WWE has this whole marketing promo video that they did of her. Um, so they're really pushing Rhea Ripley, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think you know, she has the charisma. She does. She has the athleticism, and um, you know. I mean, and now I guess they're pushing her more like they're showing her. She has the appeal, the sex appeal, and all these other things. So I guess she's well-rounded all together. So she's you would dead. say the sex appeal. I mean, we're just calling it what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all the women try to use this in their division, but it's um, I mean, it's interesting that she's come up so quickly and you know so fast. If we're looking back like a year or two, right? Mm-hmm. Now she's the women's champ. Um, but talking about that uh you know the beef going on with charlotte and bianca yes i was just about to get into that i was just about to say we did see oscar's um ceremony get interrupted by the queen Mm -hmm. which our followers don't like her too tough Mm. (laughs) Mm um it was very abruptly ended um and interrupted by charlotte um what happened was that bianca promised that she would not be the one to interfere and so she was with that promise she was given a rematch as long as she did not interfere which she kept her word and she didn't Mm -hmm. but somebody else crashed the party that being charlotte Ooh, she sure did so um the entire the entire social media took to make fun of Charlotte for pointing at the wrong title <laughs> the whole time. Um, she kept saying she wants this title and she kept pointing at the old title. Mm-mm. And Bianca took to Twitter and said that she specifically promised not to interrupt the ceremony as she was given a rematch, but that Charlotte just walked in, crashed the party, and was handed her words handed a rematch mm. and then at the end she ended it with i'm bugging am i tripping wow and um 
she's not too thrilled about that. But she did make it a point to point out that Charlotte did point at the wrong titles. As she said, well, I guess Charlotte and I just have rematches for different titles. So she took it on on other realms of social media past, you know, talk about going beyond the turnbuckle, huh? Twitter is where all the bochinche happens. All of it. And for those that don't know what bochinche is, that's gossip. That's where all the gossip takes place. It's on Twitter, the Twitter beef, and all that stuff. Bochinche. We can, if I, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure WWE is going to go in the route of making it a triple threat match for Asuka's title, mm. which would be really good. That'll be very interesting. Mm-hmm. That'll be very interesting to see how they go about that. Um, so, And speaking of champs, we have to give credit to Gunther, who makes one year as champ. Yeah, I guess we can give him some... Uh, <laughs> you guess? <laughs> he's not one of my favorites at all, you know. I mean, his matches are... Yeah. They're entertaining at times. His matches are. I mean, he 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 knows. He's saying what you know his character and who he is. I just I just don't like his little Imperium fact. I was just about to say I am tired of Imperium though. Well, I could do without them. And I I am hoping that somebody takes this title from him soon. Um, what's impossible contenders? What do you think? I don't know. I don't know, but we will see. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing. Um. I think Matt Riddle is um, actually... Matt Riddle will be a great contender. contender. It looks like they're kind of brewing something up with him. Yeah, probably. So it might happen. So I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, me either. I have no idea. The way things are going for Cody Rhodes, I don't know. He's in a different type of uh, beef every time... Every uh, week. We get to a SmackDown or a Raw. It's a new thing. Maybe that'll be a, you know something for him to get into i don't know no i just i just feel like every week they just don't know what to do with cody and i've said this in the first episode and i will continue to say it for as long as they prove me right every monday it's a different storyline it's a different person so brock and him was supposed to have their third match and it was rumored that it was going to be a bull rope match Mm -hmm. um a match that his dad dusty Rhodes, kind of made famous Mm -hmm. um and now it's looking like Money in the Bank is going to be Dominic and Cody. So that was a change. What a change. And I'm like, okay. Um, unless they're planning that bull rope match for SummerSlam, then that's a little different. But I, mean, I just feel like every week it was a, it's a different person that Cody is beefing with. If it's not The Miz, it's Dominic. If it's not Dominic, it's uh, Cody. I mean, it's Cody. It's, um, <laughs> what's this guy? Uh, Brock, sorry. Miz. Yeah, or Roman, or like, they just don't know. He's just all over the place. You know, I just feel sorry for the guy because I think he's a phenomenal wrestler. I think he cries a lot. I think his character is more so who he really is, you know, um, but creative is just, I think they're really trying to find a position for him. They're trying to find a way. That could take him to the top. That could take him to the top, Mm -hmm. but um they haven't found it yet you know there's a no. lot of instability and I, I think when he went out with the peck injury after this great um seth Rollins fight which is a very um a very um was a very one of the top top fights that i think it's gonna go down in wwe history right right you know because again showing cody Rhodes' heart and strength but um i don't know i i'm hoping Creative does a better job, and they find something out. Not to blame them. Right. But from Brock Lesnar to Dominic. That's a big downgrade. It's a little downgrade that we could deal without. But there are rumors that we may have a tag match um, where Brandy Rhodes and Cody Rhodes take on Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio. Mm -hmm. It seems that Brandy was not too thrilled about Rhea slapping cody mm. and um she took to twitter and say papa won't hit mommy but mommy m-o-m-m-y will so now the question goes when will this tag team match happen are they brewing it with you know cody fighting dominic and then Rhea may get involved and then all of a sudden we'll see an appearance from brandy i don't know i don't even know if brandy is built to face Rhea. Well, that is going to be very interesting. I don't know. Um, this is taking a whole new twist. Brandy may have to fight Dominic. 
<laughs> she might stand a better chance at that point because you don't know. Uh, Dominic is definitely uh, not the uh, no, he he's masculine of the men. He needs to uh, hit the gym a little bit. Yeah, you know, um, I think it's a good idea that they have it, but you know, yeah, she has to get ready for for uh, definitely has to get ready for for Rhea. Yeah, Rhea's a powerhouse. She is. Um, you know, I think uh, you were telling me she she's interested in a tag team with uh, Raquel, right? Yes, like to see she had said. Yeah, she said that before. She said she wouldn't mind um being tag partners with um Raquel Rodriguez. That would be a powerhouse. That would. That's probably two of the buffest girls in WWE. I think they would definitely give Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler a run for their money. They would. They would. So hey, you know, y'all guys gotta hit the gym. Because <laughs> that's a powerhouse right there. You know, Ronda um, Rousey actually, they had asked her why does she pull down her shorts so much when she's fighting? And she says her biggest fear is showing a camel toe. <laughs> and she says this is why she just pulls them down every five seconds because she says social media cameras will zoom in, everybody will zoom in, and the last thing she wants is a camel toe oh, boy. in her pictures. <laughs> the thing she's thinking about. As she's fighting, huh? I know. Right. It's crazy. But I mean, hey, I can say, listen, I feel her on that. You got to be self-conscious of these things. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's going to be interesting. Um, But just um, as we're leading into the Money in the Bank matches, so the Money in the Bank for the history of that um, was first uh, introduced during the WWE's first brand extension period. And uh, back in 2010-2011, it featured wrestlers from both the Raw and SmackDown brands. Um, then, um, in the mid-2016, the brand extension was reinstated. In 2017, the event was held exclusively for SmackDown. However, following WrestleMania 34, back in April of 2018, uh, brand-exclusive pay-per-views were discontinued. So, hmm. um, you know, it's been back and forth, and they decided to uh, bring it back. And now, coming up in London, hmm. first event to take place outside of the United States, the money in the bank. And you know they will make a killing on that. They will. They because will. it seems like now they're traveling They're traveling abroad a little bit more. Yes. Um, they plan on going back to India. They went to Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah. They're just hitting the countries more a little bit. And um, that's good. That definitely, you know, I, I feel like they know the WWE universe is humongous. Mm -hmm. So why are you only catering to a certain demographic? Like spread out. You have fans in every country that mm -hmm. would love the opportunity to go to an event. And, you know, why should they have to travel to another country to do so? Right. So I'm glad that they're actually doing this and actually going and traveling to more countries and doing that. That's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's, it's all it's not only um given, you know, everyone in other countries an experience, but it's also showing, you know, the how how large and widely um accepted and watched is the WWE universe, you know? Right. The fans they have going on globally. So that's an excellent job. I think um you know there's a lot of behind the scenes and maybe we should one day we could cover some of that too on um all the back work that they do as far as like um some of the charity work, some of the backdoor things that these uh wrestlers get into. Mm -hmm. They're very um big on that. Yep. And we could touch some of that stuff and just, you know, bring it to um to the light. Um Speaking of which, as we are on the whole title list of things, the World Heavyweight Championship and the uh, United Championship, um, let's talk a little bit about... Um, oh, the United States Championship? The United States Championship. Um, so Austin, Austin Theory. Theory. Austin Theory, you know, uh, on the Thousand Day celebration, he, he threw a little shots about he's been holding the belt for 209 days, and if you put it together, and he's the greatest <laughs> U.S. Theory champion, you know, no more shots. Um, very charismatic, funny. He's finding ways to get victories. He is. Um, so, you know, he fought against Sheamus and, 
it's been this thing brewing up with him and Sheamus. I don't know if they want to use Sheamus or if Sheamus is supposed to be trying to get another title match. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, but it'll be interesting. And I think there was a couple of other people that they threw in the U.S. heavyweight uh, arena. United States. Sorry. United States. <laughs> Too uh, many titles to keep up with, huh? Right. Yeah, you know. But hey. But either way, uh, it's going to be, I don't, I don't know where they're trying to go with that. With Austin Theory, who's going to be the uh, competitor for him, what do you think? I don't know, but I do want to get into that match that he had with Jey Uso. I thought that Jey was going to be the next champ. Yeah. I wouldn't have minded that. That would have been pretty good for him. But the way that match ended was what had everybody on their toes. Because you had Pretty Deadly that came in um, to attack Jey. Mm -hmm. But then Jimmy came out to help. This is obviously leading back to the bloodline. What can we say? The bloodline is just that faction. But yeah, Jimmy came back to help take care of Pretty Deadly. And Solo came out. And then Jay stopped Solo from delivering the Samoan Spike to Jimmy. Jimmy goes to super kick Solo. But Solo dodges and hit, and Jimmy hits Jay. So um, that does add to i'm sure jay's decision on what he wants to do but he should mm -hmm. see that that was accidental um but yeah i wouldn't have minded if jay uso would have became the next u.s champion not that i feel that austin's a bad champion i don't feel that he is but that would have been a good look for jay excellent i think that would have been an excellent look for him um i didn't expect that title match to happen the way it did last week yeah that so was very it was very off surprising but in a good way surprising. right right that's why i was kind of like all right, they were talking about Sheamus, and that thing was going on for a while. But now that you mentioned Pretty Deadly, it seems that Austin Theory and Pretty Deadly got this little faction kind of relationship thing going on too. Yeah. Um, since they've been um debuting here at the WWE arena, so it's gonna be interesting to see how they go along with that too. But does does uh Jey Uso get another title shot at the US Heavyweight? And that's a good question because um it wasn't. It wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. Um, obviously, you know, he couldn't get the win. But um, it would be nice if he could go up for another another um, title match. I mm -hmm. think that it's a good way to kind of have him branch off and do his own thing. Um, I do love the Usos together, though. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I would love to see them as tag champs again. But it seems that Sammy and KO may not be losing those titles no time soon. And the bloodline drama continues, so I guess I don't know. We'll have to see what happens with that. And while you threw in uh, Sammy and KO tag team champions, so um, they have put together a uh, elimination chamber tag team match. Oh, so it's for the winner of that will get a shot at the tag team championship. So I believe um, that's coming up in the upcoming week. Nice. So that'll be interesting, too, um, as they're trying to... Everyone wants a piece of Kale and Sami Zayn, it seems. So um, that's going to be interesting to find out uh, who's going to come out on top of that. There's a lot of eager tag teams ready to go. I want to see Montez and the Street Profits. I know. I want to see them get some gold around their face. I think it will look nice, you know, to add to that cup. But the rumor has it that they're turning heel mm. and Bianca's turning heel. Mm. So who knows if that's another faction that's formed with Bianca, the Street Profits and, you know, whoever else, who knows. But that's not too bad. I'm actually kind of anticipating her heel turn, Bianca's heel turn. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I really wanted the Street Profits to turn heel. But sometimes that's the best thing that happens for them. So mm -hmm. they can't be baby faces forever. Exactly. So that'll be interesting to see. That's going to be definitely interesting for them to see. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's going to be. There's a lot of of, of mix up and 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 I guess creative um, confusion. I think yep. purposely done mm -hmm. to keep us uh, guessing. Yep. In the mix. Yeah. Right. So we'll see um, how this goes. So, um, as we're talking about, like it seems like. Honestly, just before we go to the next item, it seems like they're they're going back into this 
season of factions. This, this yeah, this this it's like now. it's gonna be this the year of the factions. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it worked for DX, right? It worked mm-hmm. for the NWO. It did. So maybe this is what they need more of. I was a big fan of the NWO faction. Let me tell you, because I love the NWO. Come on, Hulk Hogan was just he was Hulk the man. Hogan. It was about Razor Ramon for listen, me. Listen. To see to see Hulk Hogan turn dark from Hulkamania. True. That's that was just like I liked his NWO you know face. You, me, you don't understand. Yeah. And his charisma, and then you're gonna add. Hey yo, <laughs> I lived for the hey yo. I was like, oh man. You think I'm gonna come in the ring with you and I'm not gonna take He was the best. I'm he sorry, he and, was. And uh, you know Diesel. Yep. Himself, Kevin Nash. That's right. Uh it was a great that was that was a powerful great faction. faction. They dominated. And, um I think, you know, besides the NWO, I actually um Evolution was my other one after that. The Four Horsemen, Evolution. Okay. When we look at those, those were those were like you know some old school factions doing doing their thing. Yeah. And um, I'm excited though to see that they're they're actually trying to, I guess, rekindle some of that. Right. Right now. Um. So you know, I I definitely like to see Street Profits and Bianca how that will rock out. You know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Sh- we'll see soon. Soon enough, because um, I think this is where she makes her heel turn is the fact that, you know, I was being the nice guy. I allowed Oscar to have her ceremony. But you know what? Being a bitch is what I got to do so to get my way around dark? here. Yeah, I think she's going to come back dark off of this. Mm-hmm, for sure. You're going dark with it, huh? Yeah. I mean, it would make sense because okay. she's going to say, you know, I'm the good girl. I play the good girl role. I let her have her moment. I respected what, you know, Adam Pierce had to say. And then here comes the one breaking the rules, getting her match handed to her. So then why should I continue to play nice? It'll be interesting to see what she comes up with. That's know? how I would. And I know she's pretty talented, so we'll see. Yeah. And we're looking forward to it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into a little bit of news. Okay. Bochinche with Jade time. Let's start with Lacey Evans. Mm-hmm. Lacey Evans and the Sergeant Slaughter battle on Twitter. Not only with Sergeant Slaughter, but with his daughter. And um, I posted on the page that, you know, she had this new look. And it's very much giving Sergeant Slaughter. Um, Sergeant Slaughter's daughter was not too happy with that. So she called her out on Twitter. Told you that's where all the Twitter beef goes down. Mm -hmm. Um, And Lacey kind of like insulted the daughter by telling Sergeant Slaughter, who also chimed in and was basically like, don't mess with my daughter kind of stuff. But Lacey was just like, you know, what's in between your legs and what you have, like your daughter can't even like beat me, like cut it out. Like you should have left somebody else as a legacy than this. Like she's not even showing any type of fear towards Sergeant Slaughter or his daughter. And the WWE actually backed Lacey on it. They said that Sergeant Slaughter knows that they like to dip into the past. Um. So, obviously, that wasn't her call. That must have been a WWE call. Or maybe it was her call and they supported it. But either way, Sergeant Slaughter and his daughter were not too thrilled about it. Mm, Ouch, 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 ouch. Beef is brewing. Yes, beef is brewing there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, We also have Braun Strowman, who is injured with partial paralysis in his left leg Mm. after a neck surgery that he had not too long ago, and he has issues with his right foot, so he has to wear a special shoe. Mm. He Mm. did mention on his live video the other day that as soon as he's healed up, he is definitely coming back to the ring. Wow. So we can look forward to that. Yes. Feel better get well soon, sir. Yes, sir. Um, also, we have, um, I don't know if anybody follows the UFC, but Amanda Nunez 
who won her match this past weekend, mm -hmm. has retired from the UFC. Oh. And now people are wondering why is she mentioning UFC and Amanda Nunez on a WWE feed kind of thing. Well, the reason is Jealous. Amanda Nunez is open to joining the WWE after retiring from UFC. Interesting. What a great asset that would be. I mean, I'm waiting for her to come already. It was just a rumor. I don't know how true it is. She mentioned it. She said it. I mean, we have UFC fighters already. We have Shayna Baszler. We have Ronda Rousey, Matt Riddle. We have all these great um, fighters coming into the WWE. And I am here for it because Amanda Nunez can dog walk Rhea and get that title. And I said what I said. And those who are fans of Mommy will not like the fact that I said that. But guess what? I said what I said. That sounds a little personal, ladies and gentlemen. Did you hear? All right. Bochinche with Jade. Also an added Bochinche, Zelina Vega called out LA Knight. Mm -hmm. on twitter Zelina Vega calling out la night mm -hmm. and she What's said that? he needs to worry less about gamers and nerds and worry more about trying to be himself not the rock or stone cold ooh, light ooh. wow she said he's probably neat under all of that wow wow i didn't even know that kind of beef was going on fired Ochinche. i was like <laughs> i was like damn Zelina. Wait a minute, wait Did a minute. Did he piss on your remote control? Your PS5? Re yeah, but you... Remote? Like... I mean, I, I got to say a little bit. LA Knight is just... He's... I know I've said this before. Like, I don't... I don't see... I don't see what the hype is with him. Because, you know, I'm, I'm watching... And I have to be honest. Nothing against him personally. But when I'm watching him in the ring and... um. I just can't see how he's getting certain victories and he's getting pushed up, you know, mm -hmm. that's one of those things that just, for me, I feel like he still got a lot of work to do, but I guess they're getting the ratings or for whatever reason they have, a, they have a plan for him. But Stone Cold Light though? Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a good one. I still Selena. can't get over that. Oh my god! Light. Oh my goodness! Okay. Mm -mm. All right. We got a new ring. It's called Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> I'm gonna be on Twitter all day watching the Twitter beef because it goes down. Mm -hmm. Also, Ava from NXT. Mm -hmm. Some people are probably like, "Who the hell is Ava?" But she's known as The Rock's daughter, mm -hmm. which I think sucks. Mm -hmm. Um, not that The Rock sucks or anything, just the fact that. They should let this girl build her own identity. Yeah, yeah. Don't refer to her as The Rock's daughter. Mm -hmm. She won her first singles match. Well, I don't know if it was her first one, but she won her singles match the other day. Um, and all I've been seeing is everybody saying, oh, The Rock's daughter, The Rock's daughter, The Rock's daughter. Yeah, that sucks, you know, because now you just fall into that shadow. And I'm pretty sure she wants to just build her own reputation, not being the daughter of The Rock. Right. Because we all know The Rock is top five globally right now and Thank not only population. that of sorry, but not only that like I, and i could be wrong but i'm not sure i have to do a little bit more like research on this i don't think she has a good relationship with the rock really yeah i, I never so. like i don't know just from following the rock on social media following yeah. um ava on social media I never see them post pictures together. He never talks about his other daughter. Mm. Um, it's always about his two little ones. Everything is about his two little ones. Um, so I'm thinking that he must have missed out on a lot of Ava's childhood and her upbringing because he was obviously in the industry and mm -hmm. having to work. But I think now that he's been retired, I think now he has that time to make up with the little ones what he didn't get with Ava. That could be a possibility. You know, there's a lot of layers there. And um, I could see that happening because, you know, one sacrifice that you make as an athlete, you know, no matter where you are in the field, is that the craft that you get so good at, the talent that you build, it takes your time. It needs your time. Yeah, you're always and on the road. You're on the road. And there's a lot of, um, you know, just consistent and constant preparation that you have to do. And you can't let up on it if you're going to be top notch. So the sacrifice comes sometimes, you know. Um, those relationships that you can't really foster as you should. 
Yeah. And it's hard to like bounce back from that. So, but um, on a lighter note, speaking of The Rock, uh, after three seasons, the show Young Rock, uh, that was uh on NBC, gets canceled. Gets yeah. canceled. Apparently, um, each season they've lost more and more uh viewers, viewers and ratings. Um, I think it was down to from three million to two million, two point four down to one. Point four million. Have um, you ever watched it and, or attempted um, to? I only caught snippets of it. Um, I did hear about it, but um, I never got a chance to really sit down and see what it was about. I saw that like the first season. It. it was okay, it, but that's all as far as I went. I didn't it, like it. Didn't Graphic. grab my attention to just continue watching. So. Yeah. So yeah, I, like I said, I didn't really. Um, I can't really see. Or I can't really like comment on it because I didn't get to really look through the season or watch it. But um, you know, I'm a fan of The Rock. I I love The Rock. Yeah, of course. I think his work is a phenomenal. I think he has great work ethic. So everything that he puts into, but he's doing a lot of projects. He's doing a lot of things. So. All at once. Yeah. Maybe I don't know what uh, the formalities was with NBC contract, but I guess you know this. But hey, you take this project and you move on. No, you're right. I'm pretty sure it's not going to let him stop him from doing anything else or stop producing something else that's going to no. um, fruitful. Fruitful and successful. Yeah, no. And he also took a loss with the XFL. Yes, that, million? Was, that, was, that was a big one. Yeah. That was a big one. They hyped that one up, and they've been working on that for for quite some time now. Well, it's him and his, his ex, well, Ava's mom. Mm-hmm that you know own it um i thought it was going to be better than when vince mcmahon had it apparently not so much no 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 but on a positive note his terramana Mm -hmm. has been bringing in millions Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so they love something about it i've had it it's actually very smooth yeah very light i like it Mm -hmm. um so yeah i can see why people like it but it's bringing in it's a good tequila like I said, he's 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 got his hand everywhere. Yeah. And um, at the end of the day, you got to take risk. And you're not going to be 100% successful. But, you know, those failures, you learn from them and you bounce back. And I'm pretty sure, um, like I said, we're going to see a lot more projects, a lot more uh, different things, a lot hear a lot more success stories Absolutely. coming from the rock. Um, um, as we're going back to some of these, uh, we talked about retirement and we talked about some some old school stuff. Um, Iron Sheik passed away recently. Yes. Um, prayers and love to his family and friends. Uh, that was sudden, but I mean, he was, what, 83 years old? Yes, lived long, long life. He um, did. He was in and out of the WWE a lot. Um, a lot. Actually, fun fact, his mm-hmm. boots, remember they were toe-curled at the end? Yes. That was actually an idea given to him by Jimmy Snooker. Yes. Um, he made uh well, Iron Sheik made his debut in 1979 in Madison Square Garden here in New York City, mm-hmm. and won the first ever ever battle royal. Interesting. Interesting mm-hmm. fun fact. Yes. And that earned him a title shot versus Bob Backlund, and lost. Um, he lost via pinfall in a 30 minute battle mm-hmm. that same night. Um, he left WWE in 1980 mm-hmm. and came back in 1983, mm-hmm. challenged Backlund again. So they had like this long rivalry um, on several occasions. And he won the title back from Backlund on 12-24. He did. He did. He did. And um, Hulk Hogan and him have had such a beef. Hulk Hogan paid uh, tribute to the Iron Sheik. And, you know, they had... You know, we're talking about like Twitter beef. We're talking about behind the scenes stuff now. The whole like WWE world now, the way it is, you know, it's thanks to these guys because this was one of the earliest and, and long rivalries. And Iron Sheik was one of the very first of, you know, the, the wrestlers that took things off out of the, out of the, uh, you know, during the interviews at the time. Right. And continued the beef. Right. Uh, out of the ring right you know they didn't have the resources that we have now but Mm -hmm. um these things got rooted right here so i actually contributed to that and um i believe hulk hogan won the wwf championship from him um 
Yes, and, he did. But he mm-hmm. was actually um substituted that last minute. It was supposed to be Bob Ackland. Mm-hmm. And they substituted him with Hogan. Wow. Imagine that. Yep. And <laughs> Sheik actually lost to Hogan because he broke free from the Cobra Clutch. Mm-hmm. And that was the day that Hulkamania was born. Yep. And all the Hulkamaniacs. Yep. That was very, very, very um interesting. And and their error, like I said, a lot of these guys are the Hall of Famers now, you know. When we look back at these stories and we think about uh just spur the moment. Yeah. Hulkamaniacs, as Hogan wasn't even the main event. Right, exactly. It just kinda you know, when your cards align for you, they just align. They sure do. So in Hulk Hogan's favor, like they aligned that night, and that's where he was born into Hulkamania. Yep, yep. So we'd like to, but I don't want to make this about Hulkamania because it's about the Iron Sheik, right? So I was gonna say, um, <laughs> we want to say rest in peace, Iron Sheik, uh, yes. known Hussein Khosro Ali Bazaar. Wow, I would have gotten tongue tied with that one. His final match was on May 19th of 92 where he defeated Reno Riggins. And then after that, he went on to independent circuits um, starting in 1994 in Nigeria. So. Amazing career. Amazing career. Amazing amazing rivalries. He left a lot of amazing moments etched in history that will never be forgotten. Absolutely. And with that. We hope you guys have enjoyed the show tonight. And I'm. Very, very looking forward to speaking with you guys next week. We're going to have some great content for you. Um, more Bochinche with Jade. More Bochinche, yes, <laughs> more Bochinche with Jade and um, the Bloodline Saga. Bloodline um, And we're going to also be uh, throwing out some trivia questions for you guys to um, give you guys a chance to win some cool prizes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll talk about that as well. Yep. Um, so we'd like to thank you for tuning in once again. If you have any um, comments, questions, concerns, or any insights, please feel free to email us at beyondtheturnbucklepodcast at gmail.com. Um, follow us on Instagram. Beyond the Turnbuckle. Beyond the Turnbuckle. Or on Twitter, also at Beyond Buckle. We had to shorten it. Um, <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. Have a good night. We'll see you soon. Later.